Good day, good afternoon, good whenever it is you are listening to this. Thank you very much for listening to this. You are checking out yet another Woke and Bake slash streaming service and chill. And today is much more of a streaming service and chill. Ladies and gentlemen, Jake and I are joined by the one and only Ethan Jewell. If you are not familiar with Ethan Jewell, he is a singer-songwriter based out of Dallas, Texas, and his song, Bouquet, just hit one million streams. By the way, towards the end of this podcast, we have a exclusive version of Bouquet. So there you go. If you like Ethan Jewell, if you are a fan of Ethan Jewell, then you will find this particular interview both insightful and obnoxious. All right, and for that, you are welcome. Now, if you listen to the podcast and this is your introduction to Ethan Jewell, again, you're welcome. All right, this podcast is brought to you without interruption by the fine folks over at Iron Asylum. The music that you're hearing below is brought to you by none other than Skate God, a.k.a. Skatey P. Skatey P released a new record yesterday. It's called All G's Go to Heaven. I recorded an interview with him roughly an hour and change ago, and I'll be editing that and uploading that as soon as possible. We touch on a whole bunch of very cool subjects, but Ethan Jewell and Jake and I, uh, we... We hit on a whole bunch of very cool subjects, including motivation, inspiration, and uh, how to make money off of your ex-girlfriends. That isn't technically revenge porn. Although, if you write about your breakup and you make a whole bunch of money off of it, is it still kind of like like a literary revenge porn? I don't know. Maybe. We'll figure that out. All right, folks. Thank you for checking out Woke and Bake slash Streaming Service and Chill, and enjoy the sit-down with young Ethan Jewell. All right, have a great day, great afternoon, great whenever it is you are listening to this, and thank you very much for listening to this. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. Here's the play. We're just going to read your responses, and people are just going to have to assume that you're actually there. It's the only way this works. It's the only way that makes sense, and it's, uh, you know, it's awesome. Yeah, if you wanted to go to bed early, uh, we could just do this interview for you. Yeah. Um, By the way, I I thought that was really, really cool that um, you were the starting quarterback for Tulsa, Oklahoma's professional football team, which, by the way, I had no idea that Tulsa, Oklahoma had a professional football team, yeah, well, but we're very grateful that you were quarterbacking them at uh, as yeah, a fresh like, like, 18 year like, from, Yeah, from, like, flying in from Texas. He started as a backup. Really? Yeah, no, it was it, it was tragic. Like, the, the original quarterback, like, uh, like oh, what was, was it? Was it one of the guys that crashed in the Andes and they had to eat, like, the rugby team? No, no, but he, I think there was something about eating rugby team. Because I think Ethan Hawk was in that one. Yeah, anyway. So, yeah, but um, so uh, like, yeah, we just we just want to we're just following your professional career, um, and and you know, uh, so baseball and football. <laughs> yeah, can you, all, can you all magically hear me? Now, now we can hear you. Yes, now we can hear you. Okay, okay. So I, I figured out what it was. I had this fancy mic hooked up, so I sounded really good. But I guess Zoom didn't like that. It, it wants me to just <laughs> use a worse mic. So how does this sound to y'all? It, um, it sounds fine. I have my uh, my my mic as well. Like it, 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 Zoom takes a little bit of playing with to really get it to 
to do what you wanted to do. Mm. Yeah, it's one of those things. Kind of, I mean, if this is fine, then uh, as long as y'all are happy with how it sounds, I'm happy with how it yeah, sounds. Yeah, no, so. uh, well, you, you have so much momentum going on right now in your career that I would hope like some poor audio that we could possibly participate in could just derail the entire thing. That's the goal, actually. You know, you've got all this, all this success coming your way. It's like, we just want to destroy that because we're sad, lonely human yeah, beings just, without any friends. We're 40 year olds. In yeah, you're like, let's, let's get rid of this. Let's get rid of this microphone here and make sure he sounds bad. We're, we're trying it. We're trying to take it back to 87 with uh, yeah. the, the internet. <laughs> um, so yeah, let me go get my fax machine real quick. <laughs> if you can find even a place, like you keep plugging it into the wall, but none of those outlets work. <laughs> oh, that's for another phone company. Oh, oh, oh. so uh, uh, Ethan, I, Ethan, I don't even know where we um where we start with you. There's a lot of different. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to start this. You're only 19 years old, correct? On your second album, uh, just. Re- yeah, eight, 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 18, 18, close. 18, oh, sorry. Um, we're 18. Um, so, and, and just released uh, uh, your second album. Uh, you know, working on the third. Yeah, second album. Correct. Working on the third. Yeah, we're, we're, we're in the early stages. We, uh, we've recorded one so far. So that's the, uh, that's the start for the third album so far. So I came into you a little bit late. I came into you to your music on the second album, and listening to it, I, I there were some sounds on it that were definitely kind of very familiar. Um, for me, at least, uh, I listened to I've listened to a little bit of spoken word through through the years. But can you talk about a little bit uh, about who influenced you as far as the writing on on that record? Um, your second record doesn't really sound like a whole lot of anything else out there. It's very unique. Um, but right, right. Um, there were there were a lot of artists that that kind of influenced it. Coming from the first album, it would be super easy. I would say right off the bat, Hobo Johnson, um, who, if you haven't heard, is the pretty much the biggest spoken word artist out there. Um, but for the second one, it was honestly, I, I feel like there was a lot less inspiration from from outward sources, like. I kind of I kind of figure out figured out what I wanted to do from the first one, um, and kind of built my own style in a way. As like egotistical as that sounds, like oh, it's just me doing this. But like for the second one, really, it was uh, it was a lot just for me. There there were some artists such as uh, Rit Romney, uh, not not the the representative, uh, but you know Mitt Romney, but Rit Romney. Not, really the, great not the guy that brought the Olympics to Salt Lake City. <laughs> not the guy that ran against Obama. Not, not the guy that killed the family dog. Different one. Different one. He was good. <laughs> yeah. My... <laughs> yeah. No, the uh, I did. I oh, honestly, I, I did notice that with your second album that um, there was um. There, yeah, it, it, it definitely had a different vibe to it. Um, the it seemed more personal. And um, do you write all your own lyrics? I write one hundred percent. Everything you hear comes straight from. App. Okay, so this is this is where it gets weird because, like, the um, like I remember Rod McEwen and some of the other like like great poets and uh, Robert Frost even like. Um, the like you're 18 years old 
and like when uh, a lot of your stuff touches like what I feel like I went through, like in like I'm 40 years old, and uh, I feel like you speak to me um, in my 20s, my 30s, and my 40s already. Like uh, the the comment, uh, the phrase "old soul" comes to mind. Um, where does that come from? Mm. Like, where do you have this ability to already have experienced life and talk about it without hardly even experiencing life yet? Right. That's a that's a really good question, actually. Um, His heart's been broken I'd in a thousand pieces, you asshole. <laughs> Thanks for bringing up all of his pain and trauma. Why you don't have any friends? I'd say a a lot of it. I mean, although sure, that's a that's a great point. There, that is where a lot of it comes from. Uh, I'd say a lot of it came from my upbringing, uh, specifically from my mom, Uh, because from as far back as I can remember, she was always teaching me life lessons. I was homeschooled, by the way. That's something I. I haven't really talked about to my fan base a whole lot. Um, oh. I've never went to public school day in my life. But um, no, we were actually, we were going to, I, I love that you brought up the homeschooling thing because uh, we, were, we were actually thinking about making the leap in this crazy COVID world over to homeschooling. Um, so I, I, so the fact that you brought that up is actually really kind of intriguing to me. And I'd like to hear more about how you never went to public school and like maybe how that influenced. Because I mean, for 18 years old, um, your your lyrics and your vocabulary um, are uh, it's it's astonishing. Like I, I like I don't. You probably have the vocabulary to describe it better than I do. You've got a great vocabulary of misery. I think <laughs> yes. is what he's saying. <laughs> yeah. I think oh, what a great compliment. Oh, man. <laughs> you can put that on your next album. Like. <laughs> Yeah. Vocabulary children. of misery. That's a great lyric. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, yeah, no, for sure. So, I don't. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It was. I think there's a bit of a delay. I think between us, and it's totally making it confusing. Whenever like I start talking, and then there's like a two second delay. So Zoom if I if I interrupt you, just know I'm not meaning to. Zoom timing is weird, man. It, right, it, it's yeah. taken us a long time to figure it out. Um, right. I wanted to say, that, like, as, as as a man, like I'm like like him, like the guy next to me. I'm 40 years old. I, it had never really crossed my mind what it would be like to be a senior getting ready to graduate in times like this. Right? That's that was never a conversation mm-hmm. that was that was had in my house. My kids are are young, so you the things that the, the topics that are hitting you right. From a father's perspective, I feel that they're beneficial because there, there's a part of me that is is very much detached from uh, from those emotions. So it's it's very it's interesting to me that you were homeschooled, um, but a song about graduation is the one that really stuck out to me. How did you touch on that? Like, how did you approach that? Right, absolutely. So it's a little bit of a a, a tricky situation to describe. Um, Essentially, I was homeschooled up until 14. But then after that, my mom was like, oh, shit, I can't teach you algebra because I never learned algebra. I don't know how to do that. And so we ran into this problem. And I started going to this little, um, it was almost like a co-op. It was called Theo. It's super small. My graduating class was about 40 people. Um, And so that's kind of where that came from because... 
about from, from 14 to 18, I went there and I took all my classes. And so graduation was super weird, especially there because the school doesn't have a big budget. And so there was no way that they could have gone out and had this big graduation. So when graduation rolled around, pretty much their decision was like, hey, that's that's it. You know, I sat, I sat in a Zoom call and they, they played pomp and circumstance on the Zoom call while we all sat there in our gowns. And then we hung up and I had this moment where I was sitting in my room and I was like, wow, that's that's it, huh? Like that's that's just the end. And I kind of sat there for a moment and then I, uh, and then I wrote, the song I graduated, so <laughs> See, that's that's how that one came about. That uh, oh my wow okay so that's surreal to me like I I like I can't even oh man I can't it even... was a very surreal moment just just seeing in the Zoom call all these people that I'd spent the last four years of my life with just seeing us all sitting there in our rooms just by ourselves listening to pomp and circumstance and then and that was kind of just the end of that journey for us. On the... You know, and this is really interesting to me. Like, this is moving off off topic slightly. Um, the well, one. <clears throat> when did you start writing? I started writing. Oh, let me think on this for a second. I believe it was in two thousand eighteen. Uh, it wasn't too long ago, honestly. Uh, you, you wouldn't believe it, but in early two thousand eighteen, in in the well, spring of two thousand eighteen. Uh, I, I hated poetry. I was in a literature class and we did the poetry section and I was sitting there bored out of my mind. I was like, this is awful. And then later that year, <laughs> as it turns out, I started writing poetry out of nowhere. It was oh my God. So a very you're, weird lineup. So you're the guy that's like, well, you know, I hated doing brain surgery, but turns out I was really good at it. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Just much, much less paying than brain surgery, unfortunately. <laughs> um. Okay, so I, I to to jump around a little bit here, so because um, Bill touched on his song, so you have a song called "Display," um, mm-hmm. or a piece called "Display," and both Bill and I worked as professional broadcasters, and in fact, um, between the two of us, we've won several Alaska Broadcaster Awards. Congratulations! Well, thank you. Um, uh, you know, but there's like you nail it like you absolutely nail that feeling because i i suffer from a lot of social anxiety mm, um, yeah me too yeah. and so never would have guessed from your music <laughs> yeah no, no, like, you see, by, by the way the girl that hurts you she's a real see you next tuesday <laughs> all right she's a jerk she's a oh, jerk and she never deserved you ethan <laughs> uh, man i really needed to hear that of one exactly <laughs> almost exactly one year ago i would have loved to hear that <laughs> Ephraim, think about this, man. You have profited off of your misery. All she's been able to say is, I used to date Ethan Joe. Yeah, holy shit. And now, time. and now you're like, you know what, chick? I, I'm, I'm making payments on this car. I'm taking this <laughs> other chick out to Burger King. She's getting the extra cheese. Meanwhile, nah, you're still extra stuck large, at home extra cheese. living with your parents, and you got no friends. But, but... But you got a song written about you, about you being a real biatch. <laughs> and I would take you back. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't, Ethan. I'll, I'll you, write no. another album about you, all right? <laughs> I'll do it. I'm not scared. I'm, I'll do it. This, this, this next album is called It's Pronounced Porsche. You sit on a Porsche. <laughs> 
It's called, this chick basically bought me a house. All all I was going to say is I can relate to the feeling of being on display and, like, having to entertain a crowd he's not want to entertain. But, like, like, obviously, Ethan has, like, we got to delve deep into Ethan's issues here because, like, I can tell he's hurting. (laughs) Should the vaccine sign up for a therapy session? Is that what's about? Well, actually, this is an intervention, Ethan. Your parents called us. It's, it's an intervention interview. We call it an intervution. <laughs> an intervention. Ah, it's got a good name um, to it. So, you, um, stop me if I'm correct, but you work with your father, correct? Yes, he is my producer. Um, one of the things that 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 uh, that I've always been very fascinated with, and, and very much, uh, I, I've loved the idea of uh, fathers working with their kids, regardless of whether the craft is. Uh, is welding or carpentry or um, making Nike shoes or making Nike shoes. Yes, you work in the same, <laughs> same same miserable sweatshop that those son of a bitches <laughs> at Nike are selling. Dude, they're selling twelve hundred dollars sneakers after markup and paying the kid that makes them three dollars an hour. Yeah, but um, the dad capitalism. Gets- you gotta love it. It's. It's not, you know, capitalism is the is the guy uh, who who um, pirates those sneakers and sells them for a hundred bucks. That's capitalism. <laughs> that's that, capitalism. Robbery, um, taking advantage of of the poor. That's what Nike does. Uh, interesting note about um, Apple and and the manufacture the, the the building where they manufacture iPhones. They actually had to build a net around the building because people that were working on iPhones were jumping out of the building. Holy shit! Me, I'm, I'm just like looking. I'm just like glancing at my iPhone sitting on my desk next to me, like. How many did it cost? How many jumped in the making of this? I but if you know yeah. the net is there, then you basically, you're just taking a, a like a five minute break. You're like, you know what? I don't want to have to take the elevator all the way down. If I want to smoke a cigarette, I just want to jump. I don't, I don't, honestly, yeah. I don't care how many lives it costs for me to be able to swipe. Like, it's, it's That's true. a hot take right there. <laughs> oh, okay. So I, I actually, I have a list of questions for you. Oh, okay. Yeah, these. Did your daughter write those? Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, that's yeah. that's what's up with the handwriting. So okay. these that. Whoa, um, whoa, whoa! Because it's not. <laughs> if it was my handwriting, it'd be serial killer handwriting. Like I would have, like I would have cut out pictures. I like, or, like she, letters. I like that she 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 threw in some. Are those UFOs? She she oh, no, did, she doodled some UFOs. I like UFOs. Anyway, They're cool. So right. yeah, so <laughs> so we we invite Ethan Jewell on to like listen to us talk. <laughs> I mean, I'm enjoying myself. I gotta say, <laughs> cool. Excellent. So, okay. So, I'm just gonna rattle through these. Some of the, in this, these are like 11 year old girl questions. Who's like over God. here in the corner, like really embarrassed right now, which is hit hilarious. me with them. <laughs> okay. So, what are you planning to do with your life? Oh, all right. We're coming out strong. Eighteen. <laughs> yeah. yeah you even have a plan. Question. Actually, that one was I, from your dad. <laughs> please, please, son. What What do you plan? You, you can't be sad in your room writing poems forever. What do you What do you got next? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I actually, I actually do have a plan. On that. Um, I, I do have a plan. Surprisingly, um, yeah. as of right now. So, uh, right now, I am pursuing a degree in psychology. Um, 
I'm, I'm at, just going to community college right now, but after that, I plan to go to a real college. Um, and, In fairness, your album's already fucked me up, so <laughs> I don't know if you should go down that route. <laughs> oh, Why but, do uh, I yeah, keep I dating these scumbag chicks who only inspire my, my, me to write songs? <laughs> my, my psychiatrist makes me more depressed. <laughs> What happens when they tell you to journal? Like, <laughs> it worked for me. Uh, so anyway, so as I just yeah. uh, actually, no, you're good, you're good. Um, so actually, it's not. I'm not looking to go into therapy uh, or, or to be a therapist or anything like that. My goal is to learn as much about the human mind and the human psyche and why we think things and why we do things. And then I want to pursue uh, motivational speaking uh, about mental health for teens because that, that's something I've always loved. I love uh, getting in front of crowds and speaking. I did speech and debate for five years uh, at the at the co-op I went to, and um, and and that taught me. Yeah, I, I absolutely love speaking in front of people, which is crazy because. It's actually, you know, most people fear speaking more than death. Um, but I, I, I love it. I, I, I mean, everything about it, just getting up there and having people genuinely listen to what you want to say. Okay, so that's, it's very, um, it's very interesting that you bring that up because like one-on-one or in small groups, I actually, I get very insecure and that's when my social anxiety really kicks up. But if you put me in front of a crowd, like, um, that's why I was great in radio or great performing. And that's why display actually really spoke to me. Um, because like I, uh, they actually used to refer to the, um, my wife at the time referred to me as uh, radio Jake. Like there was a weird part of me that could just perform. And I was it would just, honestly. yeah, it would just click on, I'm, I'm the exact same way. I'm the exact same way. But yeah, but like, yeah. And if I was, you know, if I was in like a small little group or one on one, like it got really scary. It's oh, yeah. scary. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Um, yeah, no, I, motivational speaking. The um, uh, it's annoying in a way because you're gonna crush it and you're 18, and I know you're gonna do better than I ever could have done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like, I yeah, I think that would be wonderful. Okay, but could you we- turned a chick breaking your heart into a car payment. You're doing all right, man. <laughs> this chick's living at home with her parents, complaining about some shit. Well, we don't know. Maybe we haven't just fuck her. Maybe we haven't found her YouTube channel. Yeah, well, and we're not going to. We're yeah, not maybe going you haven't. To. Maybe you haven't heard her album yet. You know. You know. Yeah, her album is. Ta- you know what sucks? You What's really funny is his dad produced her album too. <laughs> Maybe you heard of Jewel Kilcher? Oh! Oh, he took her name. Yeah. Uh, anyway, okay. So, what are your thoughts on Halloween? I uh, love it. It's a great holiday. I'd say my second favorite holiday. What's your favorite Halloween movie? Oh God. Okay, that's a that's a good question. Scary movie, actually, just straight up scary movie. It's a great movie. Okay, well, this interview's over. It's funny, Ethan. Thank you. But what is... Okay, so it's your second favorite holiday. What's your favorite holiday? Mm. Christmas. And the the main reason for that is just just the vibes are really, really good of that time of year. It's just very good vibes. Okay, have you... um, I'm venturing out here for a bit. Um, have you heard Tim mentions white wine in the sun? No, I haven't. Okay, it's um, Tim mentions he's normally he's uh, 
He he did. Oh God, what uh, what is it? The he did that one song that nobody's ever heard of. <laughs> well, <he's> done... <laughs> anyway, normally he normally he does comedy music, but he's also done like a lot of like Broadway stuff and um, very like he's Since like he's a first. Yeah, he's a he's a composer and um, anyway, the guy is amazing. But he has this song called White Wine in the Sun, which is a song about Christmas, but it's about Christmas in Australia. But um, he like he nails that vibe of um yeah anyway it's something to look for yeah no no <laughs> right like here in a bit okay here two questions here in a bit i'm gonna like i'm gonna suggest you listen to your own stuff so <laughs> <laughs> oh i i have i have enough to where i never want to hear it again <laughs> <laughs> the um all right let's see the um so we're saying that ethan jewel has no idea what his fans see in him that's going to be how we title this podcast. <laughs> yeah, the two Ethan Jewell has no idea what his fans see in him. Ethan Jewell. Turns out, beautiful eyes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great vocabulary for misery. <laughs> if you want to t- title this vocabulary for misery, I support that. That's that's great. That's <laughs> probably what it's going to be. Um my gosh. So, uh, okay. So, like, what other than I, I'm skipping through a bunch of these. So, what um, other than music, like, what and poetry? What do you do? Like, I mean, do you just sit in your room all day, like crying and, and, <laughs> and writing? Like, how many there's, pens do you go through? There is a little bit uh, more to it than that. Just a little bit. Um, well, so you I, <laughs> I, uh, I skate. I mountain bike. I have a small group of friends that I see a lot. Um, I just, I, I just try to keep busy because if I, if I didn't keep busy, then yeah, I would just sit in my room all day and I, I would just write all day and that, that wouldn't be healthy for me. So, you know, I, I, I try to get out. I, I try to do things as much as possible and keep the mind and body busy. Okay. I'm, I'm going to ask this question because this is my favorite yeah. question. Um, and like I said, my daughter wrote this, Hey man, real talk, my guy, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> my guy um uh, you know things are good right now i would say things are good you know i i uh I, yeah I, that that I, it's it's pretty simple things are good you know i i keep to a routine i uh the, the music's doing well i i've gotten a lot of messages recently about how my music is impacting people and seeing that stuff just it it, it really warms my soul so <laughs> as as dramatic as that sounds it really does so no it, but it seems like uh, like you, you strike me like okay so i i've gone through things in my life um and you know like you strike me as the same like there's certain you make these little almost hints and whatnot you know he makes a few hints at maybe possibly being sad bill um maybe uh, yeah. uh, that's a that's a reach that's a reach <laughs> You guys call it sad. I call it shacking up with her best friend. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the um, I'm posting it on Snapchat. <laughs> That's how my wife and I met. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I um, uh, yeah, no. For uh, for do you uh, okay? Like we we've obviously we've touched on our social anxiety. The um, uh, you got a little depression in you there. Because you write like a guy that's got a little depression. You know, I, I will not say yes or no on that because I'm not officially diagnosed, and I really hate self-diagnosing. 
Um, oh, I, he's way too intelligent <laughs> for us. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I mean, that's just the truth, because I feel like it's disrespectful to people who are actually diagnosed for me to go around saying, oh, I'm depressed, I have depression. Uh, if, if, you know, I was just going through a rough period of life or a sad period of life, um, if, if, I ha- if I had to say yes or no, I would, I would say yes. And uh, I, th- I think there is a little bit of imbalance there. Um, and I, I think it's something that I've, I've kind of worked out. I've kind of worked through a lot and I've, I've really been working on a lot lately. Um, if you don't mind me asking, what, uh, what do you listen to musically? Uh, um, everything. And hold up. This, whenever people ask me about my music, I freeze. Let me pull up my Spotify really quick. He doesn't. Uh, <laughs> I, I hope it's like Millie Vanilli. So it ranges anywhere. If I just open up my recently liked songs on Spotify, I see some Russian rap. Um, I see some, <laughs> I see Claire de Lune. Um, I see this all our podcast. <laughs> I see some Joji. I listen to a lot of Joji. I listen to Pop Smoke. Pop Smoke's great. Um, my my main stuff though, I just I do have a lot of sad playlists. I have about seven sad playlists that I kind of rotate, and that's where I get a lot of my inspiration from. Um, if you could uh, say aside from Hobo Johnson, any artist that inspired you? Hmm. Um. He's a great artist. His name is Atlas. Um, he, one of his songs, it's called Such Nice Sounds. It's a fantastic song. It was actually the first cover that I ever posted on TikTok. Um, it's back in early October of last year, so almost a year ago. Um, and so it's, it's a fantastic song. And it was, it was one of the first songs where I listened to it. And I, I finished the song, and I thought to myself, wow, I would love to write something like that. Uh, and it's actually, I, I kind of grabbed the chords from it, because I love how the chords sound, and it's actually the chords on Snow Globe and Snow Globe Part 2. <laughs> like, so. you didn't write something like that. You wrote something better than that. <laughs> um, are you familiar with uh, Sage Francis? Sage Francis, I, I cannot say that I am. He's a, a rapper slash spoken word artist. Anyway, when the first time I listened to you, that was, um, that was what it. I don't want to say it sounded like anything, but it was like whoever he listened to probably listened to Sage Francis at least a few times in their lives. Uh, whether or not, whether or not it was like you, you directly came, you know, like you were directly inspired from his by his stuff. But uh, check it out, maybe you like it or you hate it. It's his roommate. Yeah, it turns out, it turns out Saint <laughs> Francis is paying him rent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say I would say Atlas, and then yeah, Hobo Johnson. Really, I, I don't listen to Hobo Johnson anymore because I just get way too sad whenever I hear that. Because whenever I was writing the whole first album, I would just listen to his shit on repeat, and so now every time I hear it, my brain is like, oh, oh time to be really sad and write more stuff. So I, I've, I've never lived on a train. Yeah, <laughs> yeah faking the funk. Hey, he did live in a car actually for uh, for a few months. So there was an old country. Okay. There was an old country music star from I want to say the nineteen sixties, nineteen seventies, named Boxcar Willie, who um, mm-hmm. who he actually has he has some really good um, has some really good tunes. I, I want to say is he related to Steamboat Willie? No, no, that would be Mickey Mouse, I believe. Okay. Yeah, um, no, this was a real person. But um, anyway, so um, no, he went on to be very successful. 
And I want to say, I, I'll have to double check, because I believe he was one of the first uh, African-American country music stars. He was Reagan's vice president. Yes. <laughs> no, but my aunt used to, um, used to perform with him. Um, but he legitimately lived on trains. And I gave him a call the other day. He's like, no, Hoba Johnson? Dude, totally has like a, totally has like a, um, one his of house ones. has three floors. <laughs> yeah, no. That dude hasn't he's been hoboing in a while. He's got yeah, that, that man has not been even close to hobo for a year now, at least. He's not living in his Highlander. He he's, used to live in a Highlander. Doesn't live in a Highlander. His anymore. nine condos. Yeah. Like I get, he lived in his car, but that just really means he left his wallet in there. It was, to, to be fair, it was a bus. Yeah. And I mean, it was like it was like a bus in a condo. Yeah. It's a weird parking arrangement. Yeah. It was like his tour bus. He lived on his tour bus for a few months. And... Yeah. You know, well, life on the road is tough, as you will learn here soon, young man. Um, yeah, apparently you don't want to use the toilet on the bus to take a shit. So that would be my... No, um... So uh, it, it, it's it's interesting because like I um, uh, yeah because um, like I'm not I'm not going to compare and contrast or anything like that because I can I can tell that there like there is some inspiration from Hobo Johnson um, in your work but um, I think you're on a whole nother level um, and uh, you have so many years ahead of you um, that I'm really kind of like I want to hear Ethan Jewell. 20 years from now. Like, I want to know how deep that poetry is going to be. Well, I mean, have you thought about what, what your life looks like five years down the road if you continue on the path that you've been uh, heading? Oh, man. I mean, I can only I can only dream of where it would be and hope of where it would be. Um, that's that's the thing with the whole music industry is it's, it's ever-changing. It, it moves on very quickly. Artists get dropped very quickly. Um, <laughs> What's it like in the COVID world in the in the music industry? It's it's weird. I mean, I kind of came into it uh, already in, in the COVID part of it, so that's really all I know. And um, that that that's the that's the weird thing is since I am not directly involved with any like I, I I'm it's it's me and my dad really that that's my whole thing. I don't have a, a manager, so I don't even know if I'm in the industry like i i i feel very separate from it all like that's when you said what's it like in the industry in the covid world that i kind of thought about it and i was like i mean it's me my tiktok and then that's why people listen to my music you know so you know and that well that's an interesting thing too because um i mean i guess uh okay so growing up it was um it was about making. Uh, you would put together a series of songs and you'd make an album. You're you're able to actually release a song, like song by song, um, mm. and then go back and create like a music video. Like you're working on a music video at the time, right? Yes, I am. Very exciting. Yeah, which is that's also got to be insane for you know if you have if you have a little <laughs> bit of anxiety. <laughs> oh my god yeah, you cannot imagine talk about adrenaline as they're going all right three two one action and my brain's going oh my god what am i doing <laughs> the um no but it's interesting because you can like you can release a song today and then release a song two weeks from now or release a song like five days in a row or release an entire album like it's kind of on your schedule um right yeah that's that's the great thing about not having a 
label deal or a manager or anyone that's pressuring me. It's just kind of like whatever I, I want to do. That's that's an awesome that's an awesome deal. Um, so I am curious. This is more of a this is more of a personal question. Is how does the merch sell? Like, do you do all right on the? Like, do you move a lot of product? I I would say yes. I mean, I, I don't have a lot to compare it on. Um, it's enough, like, to where I mean, I, I make the money back that I spend on the merch, which is really nice. And I mean, it's not a living. It turns out your definitely dad is would be like eighty <laughs> percent. Uh, hey, I've tried to pay him with how much he helps, and he's he's just yeah. like, no, it's part of the dad duties. Um, no, it definitely but, is. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not enough to make a living, and, and for me, the merch, I, I never went into it with the with a goal to make a ton of cash off of it or anything like that. I just I wanted people to have something they could uh, connect with, you know, and and kind of be a part of with the with the brand. No, no, and I, honestly, that is. Um, that's actually a really, um, it's a really cool thing. Like, uh, um, the, um, yeah. Cause I think my daughter's on like day 14 of the Ethan jewel, like hoodie wearing. Um, <laughs> it's a comfortable hoodie. I, I, I yeah, can't it. Yeah, it looks cool. looks cool. Plus also there's, you know, the, um, it's, it, it, I really like, um, I really like supporting kind of up and coming independent artists. Like when I worked in radio, one of my favorite things to do was play local music and local mm-hmm. artists. Um, I'm I, like, I honestly, I'm really excited for you. Um, I'm excited for like where, like I said, where you're going to be in 10 years, 20 years from now. Um, you know, like when I'm ordering my Frappuccino from you, being like, hey, you could have been somebody. <laughs> when I met my way down to Texas. <laughs> but the, um, do you have a question? Okay. So um, the, uh, uh, I was going to ask, um, like, ah, yeah, well, now, because I, I kind of got, like, I expected, okay, so when I asked you the question about, like, what inspired you in the poetry world, I didn't expect to get the, like, now actually kind of hated it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, never saw that anywhere. Um, I guess, I guess, what do you, um, what do you read? Like, I would, like, I would be thrilled um, if I had a child with a vocabulary as you that like, um, like, uh, spoke as well. I like, okay. So my, my daughter actually did, uh, bouquet at, uh, forensics and, okay. uh, um, got second place, but she was totally robbed. <laughs> um, but, uh, the, uh, like, no, like how, like, like, what is it? What was the, like, what was the trigger there? What was the... You know, I'm just a normal kid to, like, all of a sudden I'm tying phrases and words together and rhyming them. Like, what was what was the catalyst? You're signed a bad boy. Puppy is taking you out on a on a tour of Illuminati <laughs> <Yeah>. campgrounds. <laughs> you know. So actually, so actually, the devil reached out to me and. Uh, yeah. he's <laughs> so really, he sold his left pinky. Really, so. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so while we're at it, then then what is um, what is Puffy like in real life? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But no, yeah, I'm mean, asking answer... what Ethan's like in real life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to answer no, your question, I, I mean, I wish there was just I could tell you like, oh, well, one Tuesday I woke up and and uh, something in my brain switched, but really it was 
I mean, it was a mixture of, you know, I, I read a lot when I was younger. Um, what were I you reading? Uh, oh, Magic Treehouse was my thing. Uh, I love Magic Treehouse. <laughs> but I just, anything, anything I could get my hands on every single night, you know. Um, I, I wouldn't be playing video games. I wouldn't be doing any of that. I would, I would just so stay up all night reading. Electricity or cable. That's what you're right. I, uh, we had it all, but I just, I just wasn't interested. It was, I know, it was, it was very odd. It might just come from the whole being homeschooled thing, but I mean, I would just bury myself in these books uh, all night, and then I would, I, I took several English classes all through high school, and I always loved writing, but I, I guess my, my brain never made the connection of, oh, I, I could use this to release emotions. I could, I could use this as to, to create something, if you will, um, until, you know, I got really sad. And then my brain was desperately looking for something to, to release, to express. And suddenly I would just sit down and my fingers would start typing and then no, kind of written. In that that's um, surprisingly <laughs> didn't ex actually ex expect that deep of an answer to that question. Um <laughs> But yeah, no, that that makes perfect sense. That's um. So like, um. So I, I under the assumption a lot of this uh, would be an outlet for you. Exactly. Yeah, I would say I I don't know where the hell I would be if I didn't start writing stuff. I I really don't. I mean, there were there were some there were some really dark nights where the only thing that kind of kept pushing me was the fact that I could write and that I could express and that people on this little social media app that one of my friends kind of forced me to download as a joke that I could release my poems on there and people would relate, people would, would, you know, express themselves back to me in the comment sections. It was, I mean, it kept me going for several, several months last year. Makes sense. Yeah. You get the positive affirmations. There was um, something Samantha, what's the, there's, uh, I think there's one you have on TikTok right now. Is it on TikTok? The, uh, like, uh, there's a, you have. It, it was, it's a while, it's been a while. Ago. Oh, it's been a while. Oh, there was something that was a work in progress um, that you have. I can't, what's the. I don't, I don't remember. Oh, I don't remember either. I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to write all these down. You, um, yeah, <laughs> see, like, I'm still like, okay, so you're still fairly new to me. Um, but like, I'm, I'm absolutely, um, I, I love your stuff, but yeah, there's, um, yeah, there's particular bits and pieces of things that um, I, I can see how you relate to, um, I think, a lot. I guess the best way I can say it, you vocalize a lot of things that other people wouldn't be able to vocalize themselves. Like, they just wouldn't be able that, to put in words. That is one of my main goals, <laughs> 100%. That, that's, that's one of the things where every time I release something, I just hope that um, that somebody will relate to it, somebody will be like, hey, I'm, I'm not alone. You know, it's one of my biggest things that I really want people to to get. Yeah, and I think I think you do. I think you do a rather fine job of that. Um, so what's um, moving on to your career? What's the next album going to be like? That's a good question. Um, I want to kind of move back to the basics a little bit. Um, I think there are going to be some wild balls or some wild cards. Wow. I don't know why I said wild balls. Uh, some wild cards in there. <laughs> the uh, name of our punk band. <laughs> I think there are going to be some wild cards. In the wild balls. 
just because you know rockabilly band. The the first album was just bare bones piano and and you know voice for the most part. Second album we experimented a lot more, and on the third one I I want to go back to the bare bones. I want to go back to just piano and voice because I think that's where uh, a lot of the best expression comes from when there's not other things distracting or kind of taking away from it all. And it's just the, the words and, and the music. So what you're saying is you're poor, your, your budget's like almost gone. (laughs) (laughs) That's the great thing about having my dad as a producer. We can just hang out and make music and not worry about, about budget. He's on his little Walmart Casio. (laughs) Is it, um, how is it writing and, and working with your father? Is it, do you guys do you guys sort of blend in and meld well, or or was there initially some butting heads? I I wouldn't say butting heads, but it was weird at first. I it was really uncomfortable. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. My dad and I were we were very close, and now we're even closer because of it. But uh, I mean, getting into the studio and then having to essentially pour out all of my deepest, you know, insecurities, my, my deepest sadnesses, all this stuff directly to my dad, which is, you know, it was someone I, I, I'd never really opened up to in that way before just being so raw and genuine and vulnerable, you know, just exposing all these, all these emotions. Oh, it was rough at first. I mean, we would go into those studio sessions and I would be exhausted afterwards because I mean, just just being that vulnerable, it's 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 a scary thing. It's a really scary thing, especially to people that you hold so much respect and love for, uh, like I do with him. So it was in those first sessions, there was definitely kind of it, it was uncomfortable. I got to say, it, it felt like therapy in a way. Um, as those first kind of sessions, getting comfortable with it all. But once once we got going, and once we kind of figured out like how we work together and got into the groove of it, it was it was beautiful. I mean, we would just go in there, and you know, he would go, "All right, let's try this," and we would give it a try, and I'd go, "Okay, but what if we did this?" and just kind of b- bounce back and forth off of each other. It was, and I mean, it's 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 fun, honestly. <laughs> no, it's just fun. So once you slapped him and said, "I'd need a little more reverb." hey that's i think i have a line about that the the more cowbell thing and snow globe i say something like i have a disease and that's the only prescription oh my gosh oh i never even made that and and here's where it gets really really trippy his father christopher walken (laughs) (laughs) ethan walken quotes jewel yeah, well, <laughs> well, it was it was either that or or Ethan Walken, and that just doesn't have the same ring. Yeah, However, doesn't... you know, you can say like, yeah, I'm Ethan Jewel, or if we're in Sweden, Ethan Ewell. Well, that's actually we're changing our show to uh, Jake Ewell and Bill Jewel, <laughs> the Ewell brothers. Yeah. Oh my god. But we are going to talk about his jogging and speeding. We don't actually even have a podcast. We're just like, let's see if we can call this guy up and hang out. <laughs> yeah, just fuck around with him for 25 minutes. Well, we've been, here's the thing, though. Like, we've been on hold with Eddie Van Halen's people for at least a week now. Yeah. <laughs> that was the second choice there. <laughs> the, um, well, I, well, yeah, well, third choice. Oh, well, there are some other reasons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, so the, um, oh my gosh. So uh, the, it's interesting, the, the idea of you, uh, like, I don't know where, I don't know if I go in the direction of your music or the direction of like, where does this brilliant 18 year old go? Um, because like, because there, there's the part of me that's like, uh, I would, yeah, I, I think you need to continue on the music path, even if you keep it kind of, you know, even if you're doing the motivational speaking thing, that'll be annoying. Um, I won't go. But uh, <laughs> um, that's because you don't have any motivation and you're not motivated to find any motivation. <laughs> no, it's because I can get his songs for free on YouTube. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I can shoplift them from Best Buy. I know. Um, have you? Uh, okay, this is. Uh, we're getting back into the like the the. Okay, so vinyl is making a crazy comeback. Have you considered mm. doing anything in vinyl? I definitely have. Uh, I've had so many people. I've actually had probably several dozen people that have messaged me and been like, "Hey." Oh, that's <laughs> just me. Different accounts. <laughs> uh, you want to put your stuff on vinyl? And I, honestly, I just haven't looked into it yet. There's, there's not much stopping me from doing it. I mean, I'm, I'm interested in it. I, I love the idea of making it physical instead of just digital. So uh, we, we might see yeah, in the future, I might release one of the older projects as a, as a vinyl piece. I, I would totally be down to do that. I just think, um, yeah, I think that slight needle scratch with... Um, with the work you've done. Um, yeah, I think I just, I think it would put it over the edge, but, um, you know, because it's lacking now, I'm just saying, you're like, you're plus Ethan, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta up our game. <laughs> so, okay, so you're, um, you're doing rather, like you're, you have great momentum, you're doing fairly well and rather well um, as like, as a YouTube artist, uh, do you, what advice would you give for like someone coming up, like wanting to like be a content provider or wanting to put their music or their poetry or something on YouTube? Like, you know, like mm -hmm. what would you tell young Ethan to do differently and how would you, well, you're already young Ethan, but um, <laughs> younger Ethan. Yeah. Yeah. Like what, um, like what have you learned through your process of doing this and what would you tell people to uh, that are interested in this? I guess would you guide them away from it, like don't bother, or would you? Tell no, them? I would. I would tell them go with it, go at it with everything you have, and don't give a shit about what other people think. Because um, that's when I was starting out, I cared about what everybody said about my my poetry. Uh, after I released the first album, my 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 ex drunk called me at about two a.m. and and tore into. She, she tore into the album uh, for about 30 minutes talking to me. I don't even know why I stayed on the phone, but, you know, this was still fresh. I was still hurting. <laughs> and she, she told me it was, I mean, it was unfair what I was writing, that, you know, it was, it was wrong of me to write about this, that she'd lost friends because of it. And she just went on and on. And I, I almost quit making music after that because I let, this opinion, this outside opinion gets me. And I think one of the most important things about art of any form, whether it's music, whether it's paintings, anything, is to not do it for others, to not do it outwardly, to do it for your own good, do it from your own heart, do it from your own soul. And what other people take out of it is their business. So my, my goal now is to just 
put things out there, you know? And then if, if people resonate with it, if they love it, then, then that means the world to me. But I think the biggest piece of, of advice that I could give people is no matter what you do, people are, are not going to like it. There's going to be people who don't like it. Um, but, but you can't let that stop you because that's going to be everywhere in life, you know? Like, the, you, you can't please everybody. If you let it get to you, you'll, you'll never get anywhere. I think that's, and I really wish I would have listened to that six months ago because there were, there were a lot of times where I, I, I wanted to quit. You know, I, the, the amount of times, even, even the Hobo Johnson comparison started to get to me for a while. Cause I was like, I want to do my own thing without getting constantly compared to Hobo Johnson, you know? Um, but yeah, really, you, you just got to do your own thing. You gotta, you gotta go from your heart and try to not care about what other people think. Well, I mean, you're, you're, you are 18, so, you know, I mean, it took you a little while to realize that lesson. <laughs> no, the, um, yeah, um, yeah, wow, that was, uh, I think we're actually going to put that at the very beginning of the podcast, and, and that'll just, actually be it. That'll be pretty much it. <laughs> we'll just replay, uh, repeat it every Monday, and just, <laughs> Ethan Jewell giving you some motivation. <laughs> Fucking losers! Yeah. Don't kill yourself this week. Yeah. Here's Ethan Jewel telling you to keep working hard. You doofus! You're forty. Don't don't worry about what other people think. You're. <laughs> but perhaps if you'd thought more about people and and what they thought, you wouldn't be moving in with uh, with Doctor Dilbeck. Yeah. No. If you could release a shirt that says "You're forty, but you're no Hobo Johnson." <laughs> the uh, no that uh, honestly though that is um wow like uh that is tremendously deep that is um i i'm gonna delete that portion of the audio and that's going to be the advice i give to up-and-coming content creators <laughs> yeah just delete that and then say it yourself real quick and then yeah like I'm, wow. I'm, actually if you could do me a favor and and just say hey jake what would you what advice would you have for <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my gosh um so on the horizon another album you have a video out um I want to um, now. Are you uh, are you okay if we because we we have sort of this link in the description down below joke, um, but we actually do that. We do you do a lot of links, right? Yep. Yep. Um, so are you cool with us linking a bunch of music? Yeah, no, that, that that would be great. I wouldn't mind one bit. Okay, cool. And you're not really uh, the the pirated shirts that we're selling. You're not mad about those either. <laughs> as long as it's the ones uh, where where you got my good angle, then. <laughs> Excellent. And that's what's most important. We it's we are, if nothing else, we're all about the good angles. In fact, yeah. When we post this up on YouTube, because we don't actually have a picture of you to to talk to we're actually just going to use the face of uh somebody who was probably on star trek in the first couple of seasons probably sulu. died i think it's sulu it's, it's sulu. Or, or sulu. Sulu. are you gonna use a red shirt i don't know now nah, give, give me one of the, the ogs that's no longer with mm. us we'll price but the guy that played spock oh the um oh, rest in peace yeah, yeah. Oh, well we're all gonna miss burt reynolds leonard <laughs> <laughs> Leonard's run. Leonard's. No, what was the um? No, I'm Leonard, Nimmy, Nimmy. I'm, I'm thinking Warren Beatty. 
Ah. Like. Oh, log run. Oh my gosh, he's only 18, so like we're throwing names out there that like he's like, like fucking dead already. Grandparents. Yeah, I, I grew up watching Star Trek, so uh, that's that's right up my alley. I thought you grew up reading, Ethan. Like with this. All right. Not, this is not up now. Shit. Yeah, I can't keep my story straight. Yeah. So. Am I going to go back and watch old episodes of Star Trek and, like, find all your poems? Yeah, they, they snuck them in there in the background, actually. No, I'm just saying you just ripped them straight from, like, you know, like, <laughs> speeches. Yeah, yeah. He actually, he starts one episode, and he's like, imagine you're in a snow globe, right? And I was like, oh, shit, write that down, write that down. <laughs> Oh, will you okay? Will you? I we'll let you go here in a bit. Um, and honestly, this this was wonderful. It was a great experience. Um, I'd love to do it again after your um, next album because I guarantee you're gonna reach like you're probably gonna pick up six, seven, eight, nine different listeners from this. Like it's gonna be All huge. Right. Make it. <laughs> um, but uh, do you, okay? Do you have? Uh, is there any poem that you feel comfortable reciting at the moment? Ooh, that is a great question. Um, I mean, if 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 that's what you want, then I'm I'm down. I well, I would love it. I I think it, I understand it puts you in like a weird, uncomfortable position. <laughs> Roses are red. Jake has no friends. Go fuck yourself, losers from Alaska. I said not Bill. <laughs> oh man, yeah, no, I I I'd be down with that. Is there is there one that you would? want to your listeners to hear um ooh, do you have... it's... Oh, okay okay ooh, okay yeah that that would be the that would be the go to that's the consensus here is we're going yeah, okay we... <laughs> hey recently hit a million on uh on, on bouquet on spotify which is pretty cool so and uh your <laughs> girlfriend's still a fucking loser <laughs> you just had a million plays and you almost gave up because of this chick <laughs> yeah no, I'm, I'm praying she doesn't listen to this and show up at my house I, with an I hope she or does. And then she calls me and I can tell her she has no friends we're actually going to deliver the laptop it's being recorded on yeah we're going to be like Hunter Biden <laughs> instead of dropping it off with the FBI we're going to go to her house and say you're a loser. Listen to this every day. You could have been the next ex Mrs. Yule, but instead you're gonna have three kids with Dave and Mike uh, Dave. and Herbie and fuck them, right? You're gonna have like three kids from four different dudes. And you're, not- you're gonna be touring the world. You're gonna be you're gonna be wiping up gonna- Jewel and she's gonna be Yule Yule. And she's not gonna know which one of them gave her genital warts. Uh, oh, let's be real. It's probably Herb. Come on. She's a scumbag. <laughs> oh, man. She's well, not, I, I think that's a great segue into Bouquet, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. We'll be quiet. <laughs> um, I've got this big old box with all of these flowers. Aren't they pretty? I'm walking for hours feeling witty, so I stumble upon you not having a good day, so I say, hey, hey, just take one of my flowers, and you say thanks, and it brightens up your day, and you head on your way. And, you know, now I have one less flower, but that's okay, because, you know, I say that I'll be okay. (laughs) 
So I have seven pretty flowers all wrapped in a box, and I wish they were limitless, but they're not. She sits in the corner crying, and I wipe her tears with a large sunflower, and she takes it and gets filled with joy. And, you know, I sink a little bit deeper, but that's fine, because I've still got some flowers left. I think some of them I should have kept, but it's too late now because I'm helping other people, so that makes it okay. It's not too late. Because it's another day, another flower. Are you okay? Another flower. Out of harm's way, another day, another flower. Three, two, one flowers left, and I'm running oh so low, so low on the life that I once had. So I take a glance at my friend in the garden, and they need a flower. So I debate to give them my flower, to give them the power of joy in their life and fight away any sour thoughts that they fight every day and take it on myself as I drift further into the dirt like my fucking flowers because now I'm all out and I'm all out of sun from my flowers. I wish I never had any flowers because now, like a vase, I'm empty. But at least everyone else has my flowers and that makes them happy, so maybe it's worth it in the end. A hand I could lend, yet I'm losing grasp on my own sense of life. Then I see her from across the room. She grips a bouquet of flowers, and so brightly they bloom. And behind me the darkness looms, so soon a tomb, but I take a step towards her. And her smile is like the water to my non-existent flowers. And she hands me a rose, and her soft skin is like the sun. It nourishes the dark that I have been hiding in for so damn long. And I have a flower once again. Happiness is where I seek. And maybe, just maybe, a whole garden I'll keep. So I'll tell you to always hold on to your flowers. For when the days get sour, you'll always be able to go back to that flower. Thank you. Wow. That's, that's deep, man. The, uh, yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> on the, on the topic of, of my ex right before you said that she was the first person to ever hear that uh, probably two years ago at this point. And uh, she thought it was a diss on her. She thought that she was the one who was, quote, taking my flowers when in reality she was the girl at the end who gave me the flower. And so she was like, oh, what the, what, that's so mean of you and said all this bad stuff about it. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I think, I think, I think we're going to title this episode, Ethan's ex-girlfriend is a dick. <laughs> oh, Are we going to no. send it to her? Because that would be accurate and appropriate. Because she's yeah, we're, 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 we're on relatively good terms now. We, uh, we don't speak, but we're on good terms. So. Yeah, I, don't, yeah, I, don't, I don't like this. I don't even like this uh, good terms relationship with you here, Ethan. I am <laughs> away from that bitch. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> she's a terrible human being. Yeah. Although she's going to be on our show next week, so I want you to tune in. To <laughs> All right, stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, old Satan face, whatever her name is. <laughs> oh. Um, so uh, is there anything you want to touch on to our, our 12 listeners? Anything you want to sell? Anything you got to plug? Anything? Yeah, because oh, it's man. a wonderful opportunity. Oh, boy. Um I mean, shoot, pretty much anything you'd find out about me is on my website, ethanjewel.com. 
with two L's and Jewel. Um, I mean, shoot, if there, was, if there was one thing that I would say to anyone listening, one kind of remark, um, and this is something I, I, I preach to anyone and everyone I can, is, um, is the, the idea of, of, of feeling your feelings. Um, so, something I just want to say is to anyone, anyone listening, um, try to stop labeling your feelings as good or bad and instead just accept them as feelings. Uh, if, you, if you feel sad, if you feel angry, if you feel upset, don't think this is bad and I need to get better. Instead, think this is a feeling and it will move on. That's something I, I wish I would have figured out a long time ago um, because far too often, I believe we beat ourselves up for feeling certain things because we have been conditioned our whole lives that they are, quote, bad but in reality, they're just feelings. So feel your feelings and then let them go. And uh, don't allow yourself to dwell on them or beat yourself up just because you've been told to do so. So that's, that's what I would say to anyone listening. All right, because I know you're a busy man. Um, and I, I, think, I think we could hang out on that conversation for another four or five hours, but I'm gonna go ahead and let you know. <laughs> He's got hearts to break. <laughs> Gonna kind of get back at that skis bucket that hurt you. <laughs> We're bored talking to you. We just want to go back to listening to your albums. No, <laughs> I'm just gonna hate this invisible lady. She's probably real nice. Yeah, no, she's a she's a nice girl. She's a nice yeah, it's, it's probably not. Ethan's probably the dick in this situation, actually. <laughs> he probably yeah, just, the car on a handicapped child. <laughs> Yeah, just wait until you hear her perspective on her album. <laughs> I'm just her, it turns out she's gonna write her song. Yeah, you know, it's it's gonna be like like that Eman like "F you, I don't want you back." She's gonna do her own version. It's gonna no, it's gonna be it's gonna be. I hate rage. you, Ethan. I didn't want you back anyway. <laughs> no rage against the machine. Fuck you. I won't do what you tell me. Oh, great band. Great band. Man, okay, so let's have this conversation here because that's that's fuck that, dude. That's fake left bullshit, dude. So if you're gonna tell people to rage against the machine, you're gonna talk about being for the proletariat. But but pre COVID nineteen, your tickets are twelve hundred dollars to go to a fucking rage against the machine show. Really? Well, really, Ethan, if you try to see, well, he was the opening. Well, yeah, we can't we gotta give up a kidney to go see Ethan Jewel. Yeah, rage against the machine opens for me. What are you talking about? Yeah, no, well they. They do that because they know what's good for them. Um, you know, Zach's like, I don't need Ethan Jewell hitting me with a with a guitar. Eleven hundred dollars was fair, but twelve hundred was too. It was just too much. Just too much. Oh man. You know what? And and yeah, it kills me because at one point in my youth, I loved Rage Against the Machine. I loved them from thirteen till around the time they sold out, which uh, was fourteen. Know, <laughs> yeah. No, how is it that, like, during all of the Gulf War, right, you got nothing to say? Like, Obama's <laughs> dropping bombs on three year old children in, in Yemen. You got nothing to say. We already got an election year in 2020, and all of a sudden you want to tour again. Shut up, Zach. Yeah, Zachary. This is this. Now we're getting political. Uh oh. Because he was gonna he was gonna go on the, the whole Iraq War thing. Uh, <laughs> oh boy, that's a that's a, that's a whole different podcast. I think you might have the wrong guy for that one. And again, I'm still gonna blame your ex girlfriend. 
ex-girlfriend started the Gulf War. Your ex-girlfriend lied and people died, Ethan. <laughs> but we got a couple good albums out of it, so it's okay. So yeah, exactly. you know what, like you got bouquet out of it, and she got uh, in the dark. She got a roommate, you know, like. Oh, she... <laughs> oh, there was okay. So there's one thing I wanted to bring up in your one video. Okay, because so we live in Alaska, so we get a little like we get a little primal and feral up here. Right. Um. So one of uh, so uh, one thing that. This is going to sound absolutely insane, by the way. So I, like, I sleep... You know how some people, like, are crazy and they sleep with, like, a gun under their pillow? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I sleep with an axe. Okay, under the pillow still? Uh, sometimes it's a side. Sometimes it's under the pillow. See, okay, um, right Yeah, no. But anyway... What's the worst So I, um... When, uh, what is it? The Living the Dream video? Which one no, is that? No, no. no. It's, uh, The Dark. The Dark, the yes. The Dark, dark. right. Uh takes the axe and he smashes the piano. Yes. I, I got to see that premiere. I got to see that. You did it. Oh, she was in the premiere? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, yeah She's that's crying, like, dude. That's Samantha. <laughs> like, I don't know if you can pick up our camera, but, like, sure, her eyes are, like, are well enough. Stop, Joe, stop, no, she's stop, gonna lose it. She was gonna lose her shit, but, like, the, <laughs> yeah, there's, like, look at the little one yellow yeah, like that 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 is fashion right there. The, yeah. the different shoes. Yes, and then like a little. I don't know. She got some some hoodie from some hack Texas. Um, <laughs> but wait, um, what what hack part of Texas do you live in, sir? Uh, Dallas. All right. So my father lives in Fort Worth. Uh, my son lives in Mesquite. So so quit not nice. Texas, you <laughs> fucking. <laughs> You live in Alaska, you son of a bitch. But my question, though, that I never got to, is how cool was it to attack a piano with an axe? Oh, that very, very cool. Let me tell you, <laughs> uh, it was it was a crazy experience because on all the previous music videos, I'd made two before that, Dreams and I Can't Move. Uh, and for Dreams, it was all shot on my iPhone, um, and it was done really well. Yeah, that one. That one did really, really well. Um, but it was all shot on my iPhone. Most of it was in my house. Um, and then for I Can't Move, it was myself and my brother. And we went into the sewage drain and shot everything there. And then for the dark, suddenly we had a studio and I had a cameraman. And it was just such a huge step up in, in production. Uh, and something that I, I totally wasn't used to. I mean, I had never been on a set before. And there was just just something really special about having a cameraman with a big big camera pointed at you and a, a whole bunch of lights and then just an axe and just getting to go ham on a piano it was there, there's no feeling like it i wish everyone could experience it <laughs> i mean they, they literally i mean i was going i was going in on the piano and and after about 20 seconds, they were like, all right, stop. Hey, you can stop now. Stop. Because <laughs> I was getting so into it with that piano. We haven't even started filming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had personal beef with that piano at that point. It, was, uh, it wasn't even for the music video. <laughs> nice. Well, maybe, like, if you do, like, um, if all this doesn't work out for you and you end up a motivational speaker, um, you know, or like a therapist, maybe um, that could be part of your, you know, be like music therapy, but instead of playing the instruments, we just attack them. You just destroy them. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think you've got an idea there. 
<laughs> it's even better if the person's playing the instrument. Yeah, like if you could take a finger out, like just while Billy Joel is mid piano man. <laughs> I just burst on the stage and just start beating the shit out of his piano. Just, just fucking hacking Elton John's piano mid uh, mid concert. <laughs> he's, he's trying to play Candle in the Wind. Ethan, Texas, Texas singer-songwriter Ethan Jewell attacked Elton John's piano today. He's delinquent, and he's 18, so he's a man. Yeah, I'll, I'll get tried as a, as a whole adult now. He's a grown-ass man who attacked Elton John's piano. It's got a good, you're giving me ideas here. That's got a nice ring to it. <laughs> Do you still have the axe? Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. How much for the axe? Uh seven dollars and like a target gift card and it's yours. Then <laughs> <laughs> there's shipping. Yeah, and then, and then shipping and Oh man, you could you could get that for your daughter and it'd be like the greatest <laughs> Christmas present ever. <laughs> oh man. Oh All right. Gosh. Hey, um, Ethan, uh, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for your energy. Uh, for such a young man, you're, you, you're really wise. You, you're, you're brilliant. You're putting out, you're saying a lot of good stuff, sir, even if it is with a fine vota- uh, vocabulary of misery. You're saying um, a lot of stuff at 18 that we still are learning at 40. Well, hey, that, that's We're my also goal. Stupid. To- <laughs> Uh, so don't uh, don't no, like no, take I, that as a compliment. We're just dumb. <laughs> well, d- d- despite that, I appreciate your kind words. That's that's very right. nice. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Ethan. Um, do you have anything that you you want to say? Get off your chest. Uh, you know, before we leave. Plug. If there's anything you want to plug, um, talk about your brand new albums. Um. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I got I got a lot of stuff out there. You just got to look up Ethan Jewell if if you want to hear it, if you want to feel some feelings, if you want to maybe cry a little bit. Uh, yeah, it's 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 all out there. I've uh, yeah. <laughs> Ethan's misery for your entertainment, people. Yeah, exactly. It's it's wanna, all out there. You want to hear a young man get sad because that's the only thing that makes you happy? Well, then this record is full of bliss. Yeah. Yeah. You absolute psycho. That's what brings you joy, huh? Yeah. Or, or if you're like, if you didn't realize how sad you were, and you needed someone to like convince you you were more sad. You needed a soundtrack to your misery, but you didn't want to mess with those nasty euros from Portishead. What was it? A vocabulary from misery. A vocabulary of misery. Vocabulary of misery. Yeah. Oh man. You can have that one. Well, I, I appreciate y'all having me on. This That's was, the new album, was, by the way. This was fun, I gotta say. Ethan Jules' vocabulary of misery. But And here's the great thing, is he's gonna collaborate with some really, really incredible uh, Dallas rap artists, guys like Rob Victim. Um, <laughs> Rob, Rob Victim's gonna do the production for uh, Vocabulary of Misery, it's, which is great, because he's normally doing production for guys who are rapping about, like, strong arm robbery and now it's like nobody's house is getting broken into but hearts are being broken this is, it's really this entire podcast was about someone needing a hug yeah i, I think so no but uh ethan uh when you release your next album uh let's do this again and that way maybe we, we can move you from seven alaskan listeners to 12 <laughs> 
<laughs> stepping it up in the game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you'll blow up. Like, 20, 30 years from now, like, you could be up in the hundreds. <laughs> I can only dream. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. All right. Well, Thanks for having me on, y'all. It was Thank absolutely so wonderful talking to you. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was great meeting you, and, and Samantha, it was great meeting you, too. Thank you for the support. We'll and, send you uh, a link when it's uh, when it's up and ready to go. Right on. Sounds good. And, you know, I if you that. want to link to us, like, I mean, I, I we're probably going to pull more people than you're going to pull. But <laughs> right on. All right, y'all. But to be Talk fair, you, you know, like our mayor did do just resign. Yeah. And I say mayor, it's not like the mayor of where we live, but Alaska's really just one big city and the big city yeah. just had their mayor resign because it was, of- it was actually it was just a bear that they put in court and they were like, We're gonna figure yeah, this well, out. Well it was like a it was a bear a kitten hybrid. <laughs> yeah. And also like I you know It's like a man bear pig, but also a cat. <laughs> I think I think that's a great note to end on the the man bear pig. All right, this podcast would not be possible without the support of folks like Brandon at Iron Asylum, located at three five one six five KB Drive. Behind Save You More, you can find them on Instagram and Facebook. The gym is open twenty four hours a day. Give them a call at nine zero seven nine five three four seven two zero. That number again, 907-953-4720.